Hello. Hey, Jake. Josh, what's up, man? How are you doing? <laughs> good, good. I have an ultra nerdy question for you today. Sounds like it's right up my alley. What you got going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. What is the best that you've heard of so far? The best post-class routine to like integrate the learning from the day. Like, I feel like my brain's gonna explode. You know, like what, what's your what's your advice there? It's <laughs> a good question. Uh, I feel like at your stage, what I was doing is like driving home without any music and just trying to like replay everything in my head, and then like basically teleporting home being like how the heck did i get here um but uh yeah like i feel like i've gone through a lot of different phases in this i went through my note-taking phase um and then started studying a lot of like like neuroscience stuff a bit um trying to see like what makes stuff click more and and like retain more um information and then now i kind of take a different approach kind of a little bit i i just record a lot of my rolling footage and then um go and review it kind of thing after so um currently and the way i've i've been doing it for the past i would say uh like six months or so is i've just recorded my rolling footage and then review it the next day or whenever i have time kind of thing yeah gotcha what are you what are you doing so right now i'm doing mostly the note-taking so I got this from a book called With Winning in Mind. It's a mental, this guy's a, he was an Olympic riflery um, competitor and he talks a lot about the mental game and he coaches our US riflery rifle Olympic shooting team and archery team. Um, but yeah, he recommends journaling after each practice session and he writes down what I did and what I learned, um, what I did well today. I'm looking for a solution to X, Y, Z, and then a goal statement. Um, I, and one point he made about like do what you did well is like there's so many times he would use an example of like kids coming home from practice and the parents saying like, oh, how'd it go? And the kid often will just think of the bad thing like, oh, man, I missed this three pointer, you know, like and this this kind of behavior, he argues that it's bad for our self-image of like how we view ourselves as a performer and an athlete. And so he said, parents should actually ask, it's more beneficial to ask, what did you do well today? And every day they reaffirm like, this is what I did well. And they're building on these strengths instead of just like constantly tearing themselves down. So that point I really like, but that's like about what I do. I try to sit in my car for a few minutes just and not think, maybe close my eyes, but I'm like too impatient these days. I just go straight to the notes. Is that the neuroscience piece you were talking about? Yeah, they're just kind of uh, like trying to turn off your brain for like five minutes or so after instruction. Um, that's the neuroscience part of it. But I really like that that note taking advice. I think that's I think that's really cool. Um, what's the what's I forget the term. It's like um, it's like when you um, are trying to like speak something into existence. Oh, like um, a, like an affirmation. Or a manifestation, yeah, kind of. yeah, um, yeah. Like there's there's a lot of stuff about that where like if you like look at somebody that you like idolize or like model, and then you ask yourself like, what would this person do in a situation that was presented to me? Um, like a super simple thing would be like, 
I press snooze every morning on the alarm clock, but like, what would this person do? This person would get up. So like, I want to be like that person. So I'm going to get up. And like, if you like start to think like, what would that person do? Your body like starts to, you know, try and model that behavior. So like your self image, I think it's improved. Like you start thinking of yourself like that person, you know? Um, So it's kind of along the same lines where you're, you're trying to think about positive things as opposed to negative things, as opposed to saying, I'm someone who always, you know, hits this news button, you're saying to yourself, I'm like, I want to be like this person and that person doesn't hit the news button. So, yeah. Yeah. That reminds um, me of, I thought that was, that was cool. Yeah. It reminds me of a performance psychology book called the inner game of tennis. Um, I never really played tennis before, but that book is like a Bible amongst performance psychology. And the instructor was sharing how he experimented with teaching his students two ways. One was like teaching them the mechanics of how to do a swing and like hit the tennis ball, like grip it like this, swing like this, get that over whatever that curve, whatever. And he teach a set of students like that. Then another set of students, he would just, sh- he would just show them. He would like, without saying any words, he'd be like, this is a tennis swing. Bam. This is a tennis swing. Bam. Here you try. And those students would actually pick it up way easier unconsciously just by modeling that behavior instead of like trying to break it all down in their head. Um, I don't know. Yeah. There seems to be like some theme or like about this imagery in our head of like what we ought to look for in moving there. But yeah, that's maybe overcomplicating it for jujitsu, but the note taking, like the self image piece, I think has been helpful for me. Um, yeah. How about for you? Just to interject, just interject real quick. Cause, um, Sam, my, my wife, she's a golf instructor and we were watching this golf video and, uh, it was like the same exact thing you said with tennis. And basically he said like, what's a golf swing? You like take the group club from the ground, you bring it up and you put it on the other shoulder kind of thing. Like that's all there is to it. And he would just show people that. And he said, you can tell people what to do, but you can't tell them how to do it. So basically he said that by just telling you like what I'm doing, I'm picking the club up to one shoulder and then I'm bringing it to the other shoulder. Then your body, like if you just try and do that, like that general thing, your body, if you just let it react in the way that it wants to react, it's going to, you're going to do it. Um, you don't know how you did it. Like, I can't tell you how to do something. I can tell you what I'm doing is basically what he's saying. And your body will do it for you. That's the how. Hmm. So basically he said, if you try and like get super technical and be like, Oh, I do this. And then this, and then this, I'm trying to describe how to do it. Then you're starting to think about how you do it. And now you're fighting your body's like natural reaction as opposed to just like let your body do what it's going to do kind of thing and your body will kind of like figure out how to do it um yeah it's just it's really interesting stuff for sure it is the the sports psychology stuff is a amazingly cool rabbit hole i think and it's a piece i think that not a lot of people think about like they just go to class and then go home you know and i feel like that there is a lot to be leveraged in those like 10 minutes whatever after class to like help gain more um when you were in your note-taking phase and then you went said you went to what was the what happened after that oh the neuroscience i guess i kind of went to more of like to... a neuroscience phase yeah yeah what was that phase what, what did you find helpful so i you know you've kind of helped me just now kind of reframe the notes thing and i might i might go back to that a little bit because when i was in my notes phase i was really stuck on trying to write down like all the details of the technique and we talked about this, I think a couple episodes ago, but like, man, I just feel like the techniques are changing so fast that like, 
it's not necessarily the most beneficial to just like write down how to do a technique. I think it's more beneficial to write down what you did well. And I'm looking for a solution too. I think, I think the biggest thing about my training nowadays, is I'm trying to find the little speed bumps that I'm running into. And there are just tons of resources out there for you to find solutions to problems, but it's figuring out what your problems are. That's the hard part. And not necessarily like a generic thing. Like you can be like, Oh, you know, passing guard or whatever. It's like, okay, well, that's like super (laughs) generic. Like I need to know like a very specific thing, you know? Um, And yeah, just like figuring out those little speed bumps that are like giving you more resistance than you want. And then trying to, you know, watch competition footage, watch instructional content to figure out how other people are dealing with that resistance and then trying it yourself. And I think those two things for notes are, I would, I would double down on those two things and then like kind of put like other um, things on the back burner as far as like technical aspects. Cause yeah, I don't know about you, but I didn't review my notes all that much. And when I would go back and review them, I'd be like, yeah, I don't even do it the same way anymore anyway. So like, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That makes me want to spend less time on the, what I did and what I learned. Cause I have been writing too much technique and I don't review it. And it's just like, I don't know, maybe that part's useless, but what you said made me realize that like the, I'm looking for a solution to part has, that's what made me realize like, man, the most common way I get past is when they get both my knees to the ground on one side and then they, they kind of smash past me. So I kept, cause I kept repeating it like, Oh shit, I still keep getting past this way. And that's when I brought up that question to you in our check-in. Uh, and now I'm like learning the knee shield more, keeping my elbow to my knee, like more pressure with my foot, like the monkey feet on the hip, like just having a better position with the knee shield. And I've been doing a little bit better in even like the low knee shield position. So yeah, it that just helped me realize like it really is identifying it that's hard because you can just keep going to class and then so much happens, you know, it's hard to solidify. Um so yeah, maybe I'm gonna focus on those two pieces. Um yeah. But yeah, then I think as for the the neuroscience part, what would you what'd you learn there? Yeah. So um if I remember correctly, basically there was like a study done where people would like read a paragraph. And then after they read the paragraph, they would dunk their arm in cold water that like spiked their um, like adrenaline and their heart rate. And then they were asked like a half hour later to recite like the paragraph. And they remembered like a ridiculous amount more than the people who didn't dip their arm in ice water after. So basically the idea is like after learning something like reading or like watching an instructional or something like that, you want to spike your heart rate for whatever reason, like from like an evolutionary standpoint, it was like, you just learned something and then your heart rate spiked and now you survived. So basically like mm. you like were in some sort of danger and whatever you learned helped you get through that danger. So you should probably remember what you learned kind of oh. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I think that's like the, the like, you know, theory behind it. And there were like a decent amount of studies that backed up the idea that you should spark your heart rate after like learning something. But as far as hammering home 
um, like mechanical movements. Basically, they said instead of spiking your heart rate, you should do pretty much the opposite and like shut down your brain pretty much. And it gets super weird. And like, I don't think like a lot of neuroscience is still like, I feel like they're still trying to figure it out, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, just because the brain is so complicated. But basically, if I remember correctly, he said, like when you're thinking about, he used a golf swing um, as an example, he said, this is Huberman. Um, He said, when you're like thinking about how to swing a golf club, you're thinking about swinging a golf club, like in a normal, um, you go backwards to forwards kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But when you turn off your brain, for whatever reason, it starts to replay it backwards. So like it's swinging it from forward to backwards. It's doing the movement that you were trying to perform. It's like replaying it backwards in your head. So then the next day it like, there's like myelination that goes on in your neurons, which like, yeah, gets them to like fire more in the same sequence. And for whatever reason, the people who like shut down their brain for like 10 minutes and it was allowed to play backwards, they were able to perform the movement like significantly better than the people who just like kept going on about their day and didn't allow their brain to replay it backwards in. Um, yeah. So like, I, again, he said he doesn't know why, but, uh, yeah, like it's, it's just weird, um, to think about, but like, I don't know. For me, if I, if I believe something's going to work and I like do it, I like, you know, it, it works better than if yeah. it's, uh, yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah. I, I like that point. And, um, I wonder if that's why in yoga, the last pose is like the corpse pose, Shavasana or whatever, where you just lie and literally do nothing and shut your brain off. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if during that shutting brain off phase, if you're like meditating, like focusing on a breath or something like that, uh or just letting yourself daydream like just close your eyes like little stimulus but like let your mind kind of be free do you remember if what he said i don't necessarily remember what he said i don't know where i got this i don't know if it was from him or from another like yoga book or whatever mm-hmm. and now we're getting kind of kind of weird but uh yeah like basically it's like you breathe and you try and focus like in the middle of your forehead pretty much got it um, yeah kind of like a meditation. You try and bring your attention that's all i did yeah Okay. Interesting. And kind of the same thing he said, like, even after you work out, you should do it for like, you know, 10 minutes. You shouldn't just work out and then like go shower and then go on about your day. You should like work out and then just lay there for five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, I think it makes yeah. a lot of sense. There's so much stimulation that just came in. And if you let the mind rest, maybe it does better at processing. Like when we sleep, we let the mind rest and then all that REM and dream like processes all our days worth of stuff. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me if you have a concentrated period of learning it's almost like taking like a a, a nap in a way <laughs> yeah and i might and like another that, like just chilling for like five minutes in the car close my eyes and then like go to my notes after or something like that yeah yeah and like a another cool thing about um recording your rolling footage is like you can you can review the rolling footage without any um like adrenaline or anything going like you can record it with a very analytical or you can you can you know watch it with a very analytical mind which again like sleep like the neuroscience stuff gets pretty deep but like sleep basically like REM sleep I guess 
replays stuff in your mind without stress, if that makes sense. So like, yeah, it's just like, it's weird. So basically like you'll remember stuff better the following day because it's like replaying what you were doing in your mind, but without the stress involved Mm -hmm. and it like sinks deeper. So it's, it's weird. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think sleep and, and recording your footage and then watching it like from an analytical perspective where you don't have to worry about, you know, your adrenaline or like controlling your breath or anything like Mm -hmm. your mind can just focus on like, what is the technique of this, you know? Yeah. Um, So yeah, I think that's, that's beneficial. Yeah, I haven't tried doing the rolling footage. I think it would help me a lot because sometimes you're in the position and I think as a beginner, my body awareness is not as strong where I I bet if I watch, I could just be like, oh, I could just backstep to pass here. Why is my leg caught right there? It's like so open, you know, like I bet there's like angles, you know, to see things that I wouldn't see just being in the entanglement. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, I was going to make a joke and be One like, thing- then you got to watch it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um yeah one thing i would i would caution you towards though because you're kind of like hopping around from gym to gym a bit um is that people tend when they're being recorded to go harder than (laughs) when they're not being recorded so um if you're walking around being like hey do you mind if i record kind of thing you might put a target on your back a little bit so um yeah, maybe wait to do that till you're like established a bit more at a school and like comfortable with people and um, kind of know that you're you're in good hands kind of thing before you yeah, start recording. For sure, for sure. Yeah, maybe I'll start doing that in San Diego and when I find a few consistent training partners, I think that'd be fun. Um, wow, this was a cool. And then episode. you can post it on my community and we can uh, diagnose your rolling footage because that's a feature of the. Uh, the community <laughs> yeah actually i i haven't um so i joined like when you first got it started so it was, i think it was just me and you maybe like one other person and i just checked back like a, uh, a couple days ago and i saw people posting rolling footage and a lot of comments like long ones like deep you know people are actually it truly is a community of nerds so yeah we'll put the link in the, the description for that cool yeah Sounds good um, but yeah this was a fun episode i feel like we both kind of learned from this one the mental game it's so it's so ethereal at times um but yeah yeah i feel like you're you're well read on this topic so um yeah i definitely took took a few things away from this conversation that's cool yeah i'm a serial hobbyist i feel like i've done a lot yeah so trying to learn how to learn better uh, and then apply it to the next thing so yeah namaste everybody wait namaste namaste (laughs) (laughs) it's a good way to sign off (laughs) see you guys later see ya